I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another all-season edition of the Houdat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata, and we have a ton to talk about in this episode here. I mean, ton of news. A lot of the rumor mill is flying, busy, and... Honestly, I just can't wait to get right into it. We're also going to recap the combine. We're going to do three up, three down, kind of a new segment here. We'll do three guys that had a good combine that really showed out and three guys where their stock definitely took a step back. But I think it's going to be really interesting to get into. It's going to be just who the Saints want, what the Saints want to get. I don't think we're 100% sure on that yet as there's still a lot to kind of figure out if you're the Saints. And um, again, I... I just feel like that is extremely interesting because will you go quarterback? Will you go a skill position player? Will you go something else? And I I just feel like that's very interesting. So I I think free agency is going to dictate a lot of that. Let's say the Saints don't. Let's say they have big holes open and you kind of don't see um, a need for that quarterback. You kind of want to do something now. Then maybe you'll see the Saints maybe pick a wide receiver or they'll pick a linebacker or something like that. But if Saints fill up all their uh, holes in free agency, maybe you see them pick a quarterback. It will be very interesting. So we're going to start off with some rumor mill stuff from free agency. A lot of news here, as it'll probably keep just flying by, as we have four new segments here. I think that's a lot. And it's going to get more and more as it goes on. And we'll get into our free agent frenzy in two weeks. I can't believe free agency is two weeks away. This is kind of the first low period of... Uh, the offseason for the NFL, I mean, because you kind of have, after the Super Bowl and everything, you have a low period until, like, the combine free agency draft. That's kind of a, it, there's a lot of news activity there. Then it's going to basically then die down again, and then it will pick back up with training camp, OTAs, all that fun stuff there. But I think we should just get right into the news here. As the Saints are interested in linebacker Jamie Collins per The Athletic, I think this is a very interesting idea, former Patriot. So, again, I just think that, he could be a player, plus Demario Davis, obviously. It's going to be difficult to beat. I mean, you're looking at his stats from last year. 81 tackles, 7 sacks, 3 interceptions, 7 pass defense, 3 forced fumbles, and a PFF rating of 75.6. That's amazing. That's outstanding. You put him with Demario Davis, and people are saying, oh, well, that was his first good year in a while since he was with the Patriots back for like two years ago before that. So, again... I'm going to say to that is like, yes, Patriots have a great system, great defense, but so do the Saints. Saints are going to pair him with Mario Davis. He's going to be able to show out that again. And 2018 wasn't as good. He did have more tackles with 104, but only four sacks and one interception, four pass defense. And I think that's just because he was the star of that Browns defense. And it's, we all know the Browns. They're just not as good. They don't have as good a system as Patriots and the Saints, in my opinion. So to me, they don't have a locker room there. So to me, he could be a guy on the right team like the Patriots, like the Saints, where he can just show out. Plus Demario Davis, I think it makes this Saints 
linebacking core elite. And that's just my opinion on it. I think that he could come up in here and do some great work. Now, the main negative to him is that he's been inconsistent. And that's probably why he's not going to get a huge contract like top, top money. He's going to get probably middle of the road money as he should but because he but i don't think he should get star money he hasn't shown that he could be like a main part to a defense he hasn't shown that he could be a demario davis but he's better than aj klein big upgrade over aj klein in my opinion and then you're also gonna have alonzo there and even if you don't want to keep alonzo you still have three solid linebackers with An- anzalone and then you'll have demario davis and then collins so Again, I think it's a very interesting move that the Saints are going to make it. I think it's the correct move. I don't know if it's... Look, as I said before, the Saints can make one big move for the defense and one big move for the offense. If they want him to be the big move for the defense, or maybe they make two big moves for the defense and don't make any moves for the offense, we'll kind of see. And we'll kind of see what contract he gets. It's going to be all interesting, but it's good to see the Saints are interested. It's good to see they're active. So that's all really good stuff. But I think it's going to be interesting because let's say the Saints probably... This is what I think most likely is going to happen. If they got Collins, I think they would get Collins. They obviously are going to keep Davis. And then what they would probably do is then they would probably cut Alonzo and try to keep Klein for less, probably like $4 million. And then you have four solid linebackers, one of the best linebacking corps in the game. That's just my opinion. If they did that, that would be really big. Second point of news here is Jimmy Graham is expected to be cut by Green Bay. And this is extremely interesting. Saints, two years ago, were kind of left at the altar. They thought a reunion was going to be made between Graham and the Saints. It was not a done deal, but they were kind of advancing. And then the Packers came in there, gave him a big contract, and he just went right for the money. Didn't care about the team and stuff. And it was a big failure for Green Bay. The Saints kind of pivoted that year, got Ben Watson, and then last year they get Jared Cook. And Jared Cook, huge addition for the Saints, picks up eight uh, touchdowns. He has a great season. He's going to, and I, I think what Jared Cook did this season, I think he's only going to build off of that. And it seems like the Saints made the right decision, but now Graham's available again. Would you want to pair Jimmy Graham with Jared Cook? And it is interesting. Look, Graham in his heyday, he's obviously one of the best tight ends when he was with the Saints the first time around. I mean, 99 catches in 2011, 85 in 2012, 86 in 2013, 85 again in 2014. He got over 10 touchdowns in four of those seasons, and then everything went down. I mean, since... Think of this. Since he joined the Seahawks back in 2015, that was five years, he only has 23 touchdowns, which is extremely small considering he had 26 in 2013-2014 combined. That's just kind of the what his digressions happen. That's just because the Saints really use their guys the right way. Now, would I want to bring him back in the system with Cook instead of getting a wide receiver? No. I'd rather get a wide receiver. I'd rather go out. Seems like A.J. Green's not going to be the guy. Seems like he's going to get franchise tags, so it's not going to be Green. But whoever it is, I'd rather have Perryman over him. And maybe Perryman's not a bigger name. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Randall Cobb. I'd rather have guys like that than... And I'd even have rather maybe even have a draft pick. I'd rather have maybe a Justin Jefferson or a LaVisca Chenault. I'd rather have guys like that um, or Henry Ruggs than Jimmy Graham. And that's just my opinion. And that's kind of where Jimmy Graham is. He only had 38 catches last year, 447 yards, three touchdowns. That's nothing. And he was in a pretty good offense that had the weapons. He wasn't the number one option here. He's declining in a big way now if, if he was a last resort option yeah i mean look he can probably still do it in the red zone maybe if the saints use him right again like they did when when he was previously on the team maybe that could help him but it's just something i don't want to do as a saints fan and two years ago i was all down for it and even last year i was like oh like there are a few episodes where i was like if he gets cut get him and 
He does it does get cut this year, not last year. Doesn't get cut. Has another bad year, and you're kind of sitting here like, I don't want him now, because now he had a big year in 2017 and 10 touchdowns. He had uh, 98 targets, like he had all that volume, and then he just has two duds of a year. So the Saints have a solid tight end, Jared Cook. They made the right decision, and now they just got a. And also it would have been for less money. They made the right decision, and now they just got to ride with it. And look, if you want to bring in Graham with Cook, yeah, that's a good, that's good, um, definitely a good tandem there. But I'd, I'd rather get a receiver. Now, if you're going to tell me I can get a receiver and Graham and another receiver from draft, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Because Graham is not going to get a lot of money. I'm thinking a one-year deal worth $5 million probably, maybe even less. So maybe in that respect, maybe you go out and get him. But he cannot be the headliner of the Saints' offensive um, acquisitions. I just I don't think, it, I don't think the Saints would be good to do that. Kind of see what happens. Some team may overpay for him just because his name and because he had four good seasons in New Orleans. So, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting, but that's kind of just what I'm thinking there for Jimmy Graham. I'd stay away unless it was for a very small deal that he's taking a hometown discount, and he's not the only guy that the Saints get. So, that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. Now, we'll move over to the quarterbacks. First with Drew Brees. Drew Brees says, I'm Houdat Nation for life. He said, there's no other team I'm looking at. It doesn't matter what I get paid. It just doesn't matter at this point. I'm coming back. And you know why this is really big, in my opinion? It's because maybe he'll take a pay cut. Because he said, listen, I have no intention. This is the exact quote. Listen, I have no intention of going anywhere. I don't care what the offer would be or what the situation may be. I'm Houdat Nation for life. So he's not going to take any money. So it doesn't matter. He's staying with the Saints. So would he be willing to take a pay cut? It's interesting. It's interesting. You know, maybe the Saints have just as much, just as much um, leverage here, and they're going to just say, you know what? Just because you're a legend, we respect you so much, we'll give you the money. Or the Saints could be like, look, we could pay Teddy Bridgewater, or something like that. I mean, if you really want to come back, and now the Saints have a lot of leverage, as I said in a past episode. Like, what are you going to unretire now? Because you know, or retire again, or whatever it is. It's just again, I think Breeze. If he was going to take a pay cut, it's going to be this year. And I don't know if he's going to take it. I don't know if the Saints would even ask him to. But I think that could be really interesting to look at. And I, I, I think he may. I don't know. It's What he's saying right now is like, I want to win a championship, and I'll do anything to do that. And if that's his willing and actual opinion on it, then he may. I mean, look, I'm, it's not likely, but I think it may happen. So I think that's really interesting there. And it's, I will see in a few weeks. And I, I think it's just it's, it's interesting. I mean, that quote just says, like, look, I'm not leaving, so whatever they pay me, it doesn't really matter. That, that, that's kind of just what I took it as, but I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but that's kind of what I'm thinking there. Breeze also said that he loves Tom Brady as a legend, and he doesn't think he's leaving the Patriots. I thought that was a little interesting tidbit as teams are kind of clamoring the Raiders may get him, and then people are saying the 49ers might get him. Just, please. You know, I would like Brady to leave. It doesn't really matter to me because just keep him out of the NFC. I don't want to see him until the Super Bowl, if see him at all. So that's just kind of what my opinion is on Brady there. And then another Saints quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. It seems like the Bucks are hot on him, quote-unquote hot, and they have a lot of interest, and they're the front runners for him. Interesting. I don't think he fits the offense well. Now, it's a complete 180 from Jameis Winston, who throws a lot of touchdowns, air raider, but also throws a lot of picks, a lot of mistakes. Bridgewater doesn't throw the ball as much, doesn't throw the ball downfield. But he doesn't make as many mistakes. Completely different. And in a Bruce Arian style offense, I don't know if he, if Teddy Bridgewater can operate in that offense. It's interesting that they're looking at him instead of a guy that has a big arm. And I just don't know if it's the right move for the Bucks. And 
it's interesting. Now, I think Teddy Bridgewater is leaving. I don't think the Saints return, or I don't think he returns with the Saints. I'm sorry. Um, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking. I think the Bucks are not the right team for him. I would like to see him go like to a Colts-type team that run the ball, and he can kind of manage the game and make big plays when he needs to. Again, I look, he went 5-0 with the Saints, and that's great. I do think that when people say that, it's a team, it's a team game, and there are a lot of games there that I don't know if a lot of teams win. The Saints got lucky from field position and stuff like that. And not all teams are going to get that. And, um, again, I think you can win with Teddy Bridgewater, as I said. But, again, I just don't think you can win championships with him. I, it's just it's tough. Now, I feel like you can win championships with anybody, with the right team. But, again, it's just with – unless you're one of the top teams in the league, which the Bucks are not, I don't know if he's the guy to kind of tailor this rebuild. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. But it's obviously a very interesting scenario there. So that is going to wrap up our new segment. Very interesting. Just kind of one last thing. I don't really want to talk about it, but – it looks like A.J. Green's going to get franchise tag if the franchise tag will still exist after the NFLPA. They're going to be voting by next week. You have to get your vote in. It doesn't seem like it's going to go through, so that's a really good thing. But it seems like A.J. Green's going to get franchise tag. Very interesting stuff there. Um, but that's kind of what it is. So now, before we get into our combine recap, three guys up, three down, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back into the Houdat Discussion. And now we're going to do a new segment here at the Houdat Discussion. Three up, three down. So for this one, it's going to be the combine. Three guys that stood out, three guys that did not. We have basically three different categories from guys from different positions. So we're going to have wide receivers, quarterbacks, and then switch it over to the defense and do linebackers. So first guy, we're going to start with wide receivers. First guy that really stood out to me was Justin Jefferson. LSU wide receiver, you guys all know him. So I don't have to really give you guys background on him, but a 4-4-3 speed with his route running skills, I think that this could maybe move the Saints to get him at 24. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I told people on Twitter that I'd rather have Chenault just because he could do more than one thing, but I think it's very similar. Now, Chenault's a little bigger, a little more athletic, but not as good as a route runner probably as Jefferson. Now, Jefferson, I think out of all these receivers in the draft, especially like that will get drafted around the 20s, 
I think he will produce the most just because he's a good route runner and he could probably learn a lot of systems because of his diverse route tree and his sharp routes. He doesn't round out routes. He's he's a good route runner. Kind of reminds me of Michael Thomas. He does. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be Michael Thomas, and I wouldn't want him to be the number two opposite Michael Thomas. I'd rather have him be a number three or something. Um, and then the Saints obviously get another receiver. But at 24, I could see the Saints getting him. I thought he had a really good day. He kind of silenced the crowd there because people thought he was going to run like a 4-6 or slow, something slow, and um, that didn't happen. He had a great day, and you got to give it all to him. Now, we'll see if the Saints draft someone for from LSU. They obviously haven't in a while, so to me, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do here. But again, I think Jefferson can be a guy. I'm not going to compare him to Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas is just so good, and it's very difficult to, um, to like compare someone to Michael Thomas after Michael Thomas is so good. You really can't do that. But he just reminds me a little of Michael Thomas in the way he runs his routes. He's physical. Just all that Michael Thomas type stuff. So I think that is definitely interesting. And I think he could be a player that the Saints go out and get. So here is our player that was down with his stock going down. And that's going to be Jalen Rigore from TS, uh, TCU. I'm sorry. Wide receiver. Slow 40 time really kills him. He's supposed to be a speedster. And... That's just like, you know, 4-4-7 time. He was slower than Jefferson, which for him is not good. And then the second time he ran a 4-5, it's not good. And he was supposed to break records. People uh, people expect him to be in the 4-3 range. He was in the 4-5 range. That really, really, really worries me because he's supposed to be a guy that's a speedster. He's not really that, um, that physical when it comes to going up for the ball. It kind of reminds me of Ted Ginn a little bit. So, I don't know if the Saints should even now even consider him anymore. It's just, that was really concerning. Now, maybe he just had a bad day, and that's why you go to pro days and stuff. But to me, that was really concerning. And, um, again, he did have a good broad jump and all that stuff. But to me, the most, most important is his speed, and that failed him. And he's not a good route runner, really. He struggled with that, um, with the preciseness of his routes. His, I mean, look, his breakaway speed was just not on notice. Um, and that's, that's tough. And he showed it in college, but... Um, didn't have a good year last year, and then I—I I don't know. I, I just don't think that if I'm the Saints, I pick him. It just looks like his stock is just falling. And I mean, some team like if you're gonna if you could see him in the third round, I guess I'd pick him. I mean, because he's—I mean, look—you look at his tape, and he's a good player. But I wouldn't touch him in the first round, and maybe late second round, third round. I don't know. He just—he's a guy that's to me his stock's going way down. His his biggest attribute was speed, and the speed did not show. I mean, when a guy whose biggest attribute is a physicality, route runner, he runs a better 40 time than you, that is not good. And I think that's just really inter- something interesting to look at there. And it's something we should all be paying attention to. So uh, th- that's just what I think there. Moving over to quarterbacks, one guy up, one guy down. My guy up is Jordan Love. Utah State, we've been talking about him since the beginning of the offseason. He's shown that arm talent. He's got it. And again, he's put it on display again. Kind of reminds me a little of Patrick Mahomes. And it's kind of funny. The league is trying to find the next Lamar Jackson, but they're not trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes. Very interesting. Um, I think he could be the next Patrick Mahomes, Jordan Love, and if there ever be another Patrick Mahomes. But there probably won't be. But I think he could be a player that comes to the same system, system excuse me, sit behind Breeze and really do a really good job. And, and I think he could be able to do that. His problem is mental processing. And you obviously don't see that in the drills, but you would see that from team meetings. And there were no murmurs about he has bad mes- mental processing. So... I think that was a really good um, weekend for him. And look, his, his arm talent's there. The accuracy is there. The deep throw is there. 
And I, I think with him, the Saints can get more versatile. They can throw the deep ball more again. And look, he's going to need a lot of mental processing work, I think. But when you're sitting behind Drew Brees, he's going to help you on that a lot. So I, I think he could be he could throw the deep ball. He could throw basically any throw on the field. Now it's just more to get that mental side up. And I, I feel like with good coaching, with Sean Payton, with Drew Brees, he can really succeed in the same system. And I, I, I mean, I wouldn't if the Saints picked him, I'd be like, let's go. I mean, I'd be happy if the Saints picked Jordan Love with the 24th pick, but to me, that's kind of what I got to say about him. My quarterback that's down is Jake Fromm, and I came into the week saying, Fromm, like, I don't really know. You, uh, people are saying he's either really high or really low on him. He was obviously really good at Georgia for a year, had a bad year last year, and his arm strength just was not good, and that was kind of his big negativity coming in, and he was supposed to show out with that. He said it, you know, whatever, he didn't say it, but people were saying it was going to have a good um, combine throwing the ball, and just wasn't the case. Look, he's just the athletic tools are just not there for him. And I mean, I'm not. I just. I don't just mean running. I just mean throwing the ball as well. Their arm strength is just really not there. He has little deep ball accuracy, and for a young quarterback to have that, it just worries me. Now, the mental processing is better than Love's, and he's played in the big game more than Love has. But again, I just feel like with time, it just comes, and he had played with a great team. So I don't know if it's such the big game factor it really matters as much when you're looking at prospects, in my opinion. But I think he can handle the media well. But just the arm strength is just not there for him and to me that's a problem and there's some things you just can't teach and you can't teach arm strength if you don't have arm strength that's a big issue so i so i, I do think that's gonna come back not i mean i don't know if it's coming back to haunt them i just don't if i was a saint i just wouldn't pick him i'd rather get a guy that's has more of the tools that you can kind of shape and build we have a good coaching staff the more of a guy that needs to be kind of just put into a box and be like yeah, he'll, he'll probably be a game manager. Like, I'd rather I'd rather get a guy with the potential to be an MVP but may turn out not that than a guy that you know doesn't have the ceiling to be an MVP but he's going to be a game manager. Like, I don't, I don't want him to be risky. I don't want that type of player. But um, that's just kind of my opinion on it. I'd rather have a guy that kind of has more, a little more variability, has a higher ceiling but has a little lower of a floor. That's kind of what I would want. And I think Jordan Love is kind of more of that guy. And he showed that. And he showed that he has a lot of positive. He's a very high ceiling. And from I don't know if the ceiling that's high, and I don't I don't know how far low his floor goes. It may go very high, so or it may go very low. I'm sorry, it may go very low. So that's just very interesting. There, final final category here is linebackers, and look, I, I think a lot of the linebackers kind of stayed neutral. I thought Murray, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, stayed about neutral. Um, you had. Uh, Patrick Queen from LSU State neutral, so it was kind of tough to pick guys here. But a guy that obviously was way up in this one was um, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. He's fast. I mean, he is a fast man. And um, look, four three nine for a linebacker. He's going to be a top ten pick. And I, I don't think this. Look, maybe the Saints move up to get him. He's he's going to be a difference maker. He's going to be a Derwin James. He's going to be a Demario Davis. He's going to be one of those players that just does it. And he's really versatile, so he can play safety, linebacker. Just reminds me of just those, like, a Jamal Adams or someone like that. And just, again, I think performance and athletic, versatile, all that stuff's better than, like, like if you can play a certain position. If you're good on the football field, the coordinator will find a spot for you. Guarantee that. And he's really good at football. Um, and the same thing was with Gardner Johnson. Why he fell to the fourth round? Because he didn't have a position. Look what he did with the Saints last year. It's just when you're a good defense, that stuff happens, and it will all fall into place. And he's a playmaker. He's a great player. And fat speed, four three nine speed. Think of that ranging around, freaking havoc. Really good player, and he showed out. I mean, six four two thirty eight, and running a four three nine. That's ridiculous. And he'll get picked in the top ten. So I don't. I don't know if the Saints would get him. They probably wouldn't. They would have to trade a lot to get him. But 
He's he's a really good player. Guy that to me was down in this one was Michael Divinity from LSU. Now he was a guy that could play inside, could play outside linebacker. So it was the versatility was there, and like it kind of that kind of rang a bell in my head, like Saints versatility. And then he ran a four eight five. Uh, 40 just really wasn't the range wasn't really great when he was doing those drills like broad um, three cone drills stuff like that um, but to me it's just to him it's just I don't know like if he has the speed to play edge and I don't think I don't know if he has like he hasn't really played enough inside linebacker to me to really um, figure it out now to me I, look just 485 is not good I mean and, and that's something that again I think Maybe it won't matter, and his recognition's pretty good, which is very good, so that's going to help him. He played kind of in a pro system at LSU. He kind of knows the schemes, but, I mean, I just don't know if he has a... And he was a better... Um, when he was better coming off the edge, that was his better position. I don't know if that will translate to the pros when just... I mean, college, you're obviously looking at slower offensive linemen, um, not as a, you know, not as bulky offensive linemen. I, I think that may hurt him. Inside linebacker wasn't as good, and I think that would be his position in the NFL. He would have to get a lot better at that, and to me, he fell because of that. Now, we'll see what happens, but um, to me, it's just he didn't really show out when he could have. And look, he's got the versatility that helps him, but to me, I don't know if he's really um, the best prospect for the Saints out there, even though he's from LSU, which a lot of people are going to know about him. Um, yeah, p- people just don't think that he's just kind of – not that he's, like, ready. He's just not ready to start right away. I mean, look, he played inside linebacker in 2018 last year to edge rusher and just, like – yeah, it's just like he's a, he's a flex type of player, which is interesting. But I, I just think he should pick a position and go with it, and then hopefully that will help. But um, he's gonna just like I, I think he's his scheme fits pretty good. But to me, it's and he's got scheme versatility, which is very good. But to me, it's just he's got to pick a position and just go with it. Yeah, and, and maybe he'll fine tune that craft to be really good. But it just didn't really show out to me. I don't know if he could be an edge rusher. So it's interesting to see. I mean, he definitely has that type of build i mean 6'2 242 is you know it's pretty good so again it's just interesting there um to me look i think he could be a player that comes up but to me it's just i mean he definitely took a dip from uh from before the combine to after so to me very interesting there so that is going to wrap it up here for this episode at the good discussion if you enjoy what we're doing here and you haven't followed us on our various social media accounts you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. Then also you can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. We are on there. Kind of the schedule for these next few episodes. We're probably going to do one at the beginning of next week. And just more rumors, stuff like that. More stuff will come out. And then the big, we'll get ready for gearing up for the um, free agent frenzy as it's going to come up monday the 16th is when people can start talking and then all that news is going to come out it's going to be very quick it's going to be a lot of fun and i can't wait to get all into that with you guys so with all that said i want to say thank you run it back and who dat